0: Welcome, everybody, to the Punchy Hunter, where cowboying and hunting combine. Alright, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Punchy Hunter. It's been like three weeks, maybe even four. Sorry about that. Life's been really busy lately. I'm here with Garrett Gardner today. I'm super excited about it. I met him um, in Go Hunt's showroom when I went for the beers, bags, and bucks deal. Got my pack fitted right. Met some cool people and got free beer. Now, why can you complain about that? Um, Garrett, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. <clears throat> Perfect. Right on, right on. Um, well, shoot. Just uh, kind of tell everybody uh, about yourself and, and how you got into hunting.
1: Uh, so, like I said, my name's Garrett. Uh, we met at the Go Hunt showroom. I've been working for Go Hunt for a few years now. Um, I've been out in the warehouse. I've also done a little bit of stuff in their merch shop side, kind of writing descriptions and doing photos on the website if you go into the gear shop. Uh, <clears throat> some of that stuff, I probably wrote it and did the pictures if it was bad it probably wasn't me.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> of um, course not. My dad, my dad got me into hunting um pretty much as early as I as as we could. I mean, I've been going out on trips with my dad and my family um even before I could hunt myself and then here in Nevada it's 12 years old. You know, 12 years old came around, got the hunter safety course taken care of, got my license and it was a uh, kind of full send for there.
0: You bet, man. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, you're a Vegas native, aren't you?
1: Yep. If I yep. remember
0: correctly, yeah.
1: One of the crazy yeah, ones never, haven't left yet. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. We we talked about that a little bit. He he told me he was a a Vegas native and worked on the strip and everything. I thought he was out of his mind, but you know, <laughs> to each their own. I I kind of like the people who are out of their mind a little bit. You know, it's
1: typically who I get along with. You know, I'm, I definitely don't say I'm sane, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm a different bird, I'm sure.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You said you worked in the uh, security,
1: right? Um, yeah, yeah. We uh worked for Diamond Resorts. <clears throat> I think they've been bought out now, and it's like it's all Hilton, Grand Vacations, or something like that, or Wyndham, one of those guys. But it was a time resort hotel right there on the Strip, like smack dab in the middle. Um, did that for eleven years and just, you know, seeing all kinds of stuff. Oh, human yeah. human race is, is pretty crazy.
0: Oh, I could imagine. I could only imagine the stuff you saw working down there. And we and we won't go into that. I I just I love how you went from doing that to freaking working at Go Hunt and running around the mountains all the time. Which I mean you were doing before anyways, even while you were doing that, but
1: uh, Not as much. It uh, was it was kind of like a, a recentering of my life, honestly. So, yeah. I, mean, I wanted I wanted more outdoors, I wanted more hunting, and uh figured the easiest way to do that would be work for a hunting company.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah, yeah man.
1: I kinda wish I'd jumped on that
0: train instead of the self employment train, which I mean it's got its perks. So I'm I'm about to do more hunting than I've ever done before. Um, which is a <clears> perk. Self-employment definitely not why I went that route, but um, it didn't take very long before I was like, "You know what? I'm kind of my own boss now. I don't really have to take days off. If I wanna yeah, straight
1: hours. Run-
0: yeah, if I want to go run around the woods for a couple weeks, you know, every fall, I don't really have to ask anybody. I just got to make sure bills are paid that month, and I can go. Um, and yeah, honestly, I I, I think uh, recentering of your life is a is a great way to put it. I kind of kind of felt the same way a couple months ago when I when I realized I could actually hunt as much as I've always wanted to.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I actually sure. thought I was going to be able to do a second hunt this year, but that's not going to work out. Uh, we got some stuff going on um, at Go Hunt here coming up in. Uh, in like middle to late August and won't quite have the extra time that I wanted to. We'll be a little bit busy, hopefully.
0: Oh yeah. You bet. Well, Hey, that's all right. That gives me uh, something to be looking forward to. Now I'm going to have to let my imagination uh, run its course, you know, and just be on the lookout. Perfect. Well, well, know, it's,
1: uh, it's not too much of a oh. secret. I just don't know how much we should get into, but we uh, go hunts turn in 10 so we're having a 10 year anniversary um and oh, okay. with that we'll be uh we'll be throwing out some stuff and whatnot so
0: perfect yeah well, i i like to here i don't i don't know how much like, she probably should get into that so we won't but that's cool that's neat i yeah it was it was um 2 2013s when he started it right uh 2013 2014
1: yeah yeah heck yeah yep uh-huh. And then the kinda. shop we uh, started selling gear in 2017, and now the showroom is almost going to be its full first year. Uh, we kind of opened that new showroom the way you guys got to see it uh, September of last year, so oh, September of this year will be its first full year.
0: That's awesome! I oh, man, that place is like a like a candy store. It's hard not to. Hard not to spend money in there, man. I was, I didn't have none to spend when I showed up, and I was really mad that I didn't bring something to spend because <laughs> there's some cool stuff in there.
1: I would, oh, I would
0: highly, highly recommend anybody go take a stroll through there if they get the chance.
1: Yeah, you know, well, I'm, I'm running orders out in the warehouse, so anybody buying whatever they're buying, I get to go pick it, grab it, look at it, and it's like, ooh. I forgot yeah. we had those or like oh this is <laughs> yeah. new or yeah it's, it's it's like good but not good for the wallet.
0: No, no it's horrible for the
1: wallet, I'm sure. Yeah. That's like um, constantly reminding.
0: Yeah, I I had a a job at Academy Sports and Outdoors very briefly in college. It was just the only freaking job I could get and I needed beer money really bad cause I was a college kid <laughs> And uh, so I got this job at Academy, and at the time, um, I wasn't hunting near as much as I wanted to, but I was fishing a lot. And man, Academy was bad, bad, bad for my wallet. Mm. The employee discount never saved me a penny. I can promise you that because I (laughs) bought more stuff than I ever would have if if I wouldn't.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm in my like man cave room, and it's like. I mean, it's a freaking mess right now. <laughs> there, there's too much stuff that I never thought I'd have, and then got the hunt coming up, so everything's kind of just thrown out and laid over here, and trying to get my lists and everything together. Got a big oh, old box yeah. next to me. My oh. last order before I leave.
0: Heck yeah! Well, shoot, and I I appreciate you. I when you said I, that you were uh, you wanted to do it tonight, that you left the next day, I was like. Oh heck yeah, man. Appreciate you squeezing me in. I'd be going over my gear and doing this and doing that. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be wanting to talk to nobody. I'd be too fired up to go on this hunt and making sure everything's ready to rock and roll. So I appreciate you um getting getting me in and, and hopping on with me. And uh if Mace feel any better, I had to empty my entire pack to throw that stupid anvil on it today. And so my my living earth is like a man Dave right now my my fiance is not super impressed but that's yeah. all right <laughs> no, uh,
1: we actually leave saturday um the hunt op- the opening day is next tuesday so that might oh, have been yeah. monday tuesday thing that we were i got confused on but yeah so i me and my dad uh we partied up this year um we usually do it for cow elk and mule deer here in nevada every year um last year we got october mule deer tags and this year we pulled that archery tag um, yeah. probably wouldn't have pulled it if i didn't have our draws there at go hunt but <clears throat> um, My, shame, shameless plug
0: and and i'm i'm not doing it just because i'm talking to an employee i promise but i wouldn't have pulled either of the tags that i had uh have this upcoming fall if it wasn't for Go Hunt. I mean I, I just I wouldn't have known where to begin. I really wouldn't exactly, have yep. uh like I was telling you there in the shop, this is this is my my real first fall western big game hunting i uh i did a little bit of over-the-counter mule deer hunting this past fall but man i i have a hard time even wanting to count those because i had no idea what i was doing i only had like two or three days and i was driving back and forth from the house just just trying to trying to figure it out but this year i've, yep. I've done a lot more research and and gotten a lot of stuff figured out and actually kind of kind of halfway feel prepared so Um, and, and I have two tags and, and that's awesome. And my first fall, you know, and, and it's definitely thanks to go hunt. I, I scoured draw odds and filtering 2.0, um, to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Draw odds was the big one for me this year. I mean, obviously Nevada resident, I, I know where I want to hunt most of my units. And I also know, uh, like basically I was going into this year knowing, I'm not going to have a very good chance of pulling any of the tags I want because I still don't have enough points for them. And I felt like I was getting close for a cow elk tag. So, you know, you know, let me hop in there to draw odds and, and see what it says. And for the rifle units that we like to hunt, it was again, like, you know, five, 10% chance. Like it's not horrible, but you're probably not going hunting and it's like, this is the only if I'm gonna land a tag, it's gonna be this cow elk tag. I got to figure out how to do it. So, and draw yeah, it showed absolutely. me that 38 percent in the archery, so picked up that unit and ran with it. My dad's not so happy. He's gonna to have to hike his butt all over a mountain at 64. <laughs> but He'll get over it.
0: Oh, that's all right. It it won't bother him none once he gets out there. I, yeah, I feel like it's uh it's gonna be a hot one, man. It's it's a hottest yeah. summer as as. Uh, this part of Arizona's ever seen. So I do have to say that's the one. I, I'm envious you get to start your season a whole two months before I get to start mine, but I am not envious of that heat. That's for darn sure. It's, it's yeah. hot out there right now. I
1: think it was 113 down here today. It's been pretty much I – mean, I've been 100 for the last three yeah. weeks or something. It's been 110-plus, way more than I care to even – think about um historically up in that unit it's around 85 during the day 55 during the night so it's definitely not cold yeah this is this is actually my first archery hunt so i'm not used to going this early either
0: yeah that's uh that's uh, that's not too bad that's not as hot as i thought it would be um and Man, I'm I'm kind of kind of stoked to have an archery tag. It's not this early, but um so I guess kind of a a good question for you and um thinking about it being uh, somewhat hot out um before you said that I have to ask is uh and maybe just kind of in Nevada as a whole is is it kind of like Arizona is water kind of your your bread and butter right now just kind of knowing where water's at is that
1: um, trying to find water basically
0: yeah I, um, I figured that would probably be a big part of scouting or e-scouting for for a tag this early in a state like like arizona or nevada
1: yeah my e-scouting uh, i kept it pretty simple uh, i usually go in there the very first time and i'm looking at spots for like base camp, where we can go, how we can get into the unit, um, access issues, stuff like that. Um, Then Mm -hmm. I started looking at like glassing points. Uh, The historical imagery actually helped a lot as far as like trying to actually zone in on areas that I wanted to focus on. And there I was looking, you know, for green meadows and and cover and my saddles and uh, the mountain range I'm on is actually... Uh, It kind of runs south to north, so it has east slopes and west slopes, so they can basically jump the ridge going back and forth across any saddle that they can find and stay out of the sun on that north-facing slope. Um, And That's pretty much what I'll be doing. I'll be on the south slope, glassing into those north slopes and trying to pick up whatever I can.
0: Heck yeah, man. No, that's awesome. I was... Oh yeah, so this is a big topic that I really wanted to talk about, just because it's it's something that I wonder if I'm doing correctly. It was the you know the e scouting and being prepared and and things like that. But man, it sounds like you sounds like you got it pretty well figured out for sure where you're going. That's that's awesome.
1: Oh, well, it's uh, there's it's it's definitely a rabbit hole, and there's definitely different levels. Uh, I mean, even you know I i it's easy for me I get to like surround myself with everybody else at go hunt that has been there for so long and using the tools for so long and I get to pick their brains and whatnot so my learning curve is is a uh, is a lot better than most people's and we're trying to help that out through videos and whatnot and giving people all the oh, different hints and tricks and tips and and the actual like why you would use this and, and what for and that kind of stuff. But um, even then, like, I I don't spend like hours a day every single day doing it. It's usually maybe even an hour at the most. And I'll do it mm-hmm. maybe two or three days a week. Um, I kind of feel like any more. And I start second guessing things and I just start kind of overloading the system you know if i keep it real light quick fast every other day every you know every three days i go in into it with a fresh mind kind of look over what i already had and then figure out where those spots are i haven't checked out yet and see if there's anything else
0: you bet man that makes me feel a lot better because i don't i don't do it every day either and and, and I'm, I'm mainly focusing on this mule deer tag that I drew because I, I uh, party apped it with my dad. And um, my dad is a non-resident with only freaking one point, was fortunate enough to draw as well. Um, and so I, I really want my dad to get a good deer. You know, he lives out in Texas. He's never western big game hunter either. And he's, you know, we've talked about doing it my whole life you know growing up whitetail hunting we always talked about coming out and doing something um and yeah i thought man i i feel the same way i i really only spend a half hour give or take on it every two to three days just kind of try to make sure that i i know what roads i'm going to be turning on to get to where i want to go and and what direction and um and then other than that, it's just making sure I know where, you know, if I'm looking at a wilderness area, what entrances I want to go in. If I'm not, if there's a campground or trailhead that, um, you know, seems like a good spot. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I try not to spend too terribly much time on it. Kind of the same deal. I figured it was one of them things you could kind of start being counterproductive on if you just yep. sat there. Stared at a screen for hours every single day, um, but I also have no idea what I'm doing yet. So it makes me feel a lot better to know that that's that's almost halfway right.
1: And you know, I, I'm I feel the same way as you. I I feel like I'm still learning so much. I mean, I really haven't hunted as much as I probably could have in my entire life, and definitely not right. as much as the guys here at the office. But you know, I just. Be a student of the game. Like, this is what I want to do. It's how I want to spend my time. And I don't want to go up there and waste my time. You know, at the end of the day, no, I, no, I want to get an animal down.
0: Absolutely. So, are you guys going to backpack it or base camp it?
1: Um, We'll do both. We'll get there. Um, yeah. Again, I got like three or four different base camp areas. Um, you know, some I like better than others cause they're higher up the mountain. Um, we'll set up a base camp. You know, the first three days are going to be nothing but glassing and scouting cause it doesn't open up until the first and we leave on the 29th. Right. Um, and so that gives my dad an opportunity to kind of just run the roads, glass the side tails, do whatever he wants to do. And then I can mm-hmm. hump it up to the ridge for three days and glass and see what I can from up there. Then from there it's kinda come back to base camp, refill water and then either go in for three days or go in for the whole seven that I have planned. Nothing yeah. crazy far distances. I mean I can end up putting on the miles chasing elk, I'm sure, but you know, it's not oh, like yeah. a backpacking ten miles in to get to my spot. Like it's a right. oh, hike man. to the top of the ridge and sixteen hundred feet of gain from The camping camping spot I want. If if we don't get that camping spot, then it's more like three and a half four mile hike and almost three thousand feet of gain. But it's all right.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad. At least it's not like you know eight miles with like five thousand foot of gain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I I I like them shorter steeper climbs because sure it's steep and it sucks, but it's short once you're to the top you're you're done
1: <laughs> yep you're just kind of chilling hanging out run the ridges not too bad yep. Do a little bit side sidehilling. oh uh, yeah shoot
0: i mean and this experience is mainly uh just just cowboying and being a horseback but i i kind of like them steeper shorter climbs and them real long gradual and you just spin hours climbing and climbing getting around to where you want to get to so nah, that's not too bad at all man um i was just curious i just like talking about it and i'm always trying to figure out what people are doing and and why um so um and and because i i'm taking my dad on a hunt this fall and i i'm he's plenty fit enough to to backpack it if we want to but kind of feeling out for the base camp idea as well you know Mm -hmm. um maybe base camping it at the truck and like a a sure enough base camp versus um kind of halfway backpacking it out maybe picking up a spot or two that you could pretty well call a base camp back in backpack into and run a base camp out of that so i also just want to feel out your thoughts for that um a little bit um so no, that's good to know, man.
1: And that's usually kind of how me and my dad do it. If we always have some kind of base camp set up that we're gonna drive out of or hike out of, and then the possibility of some type of spike camp or staying overnight or whatnot, this will this will honestly be the longest I'll probably ever have gone. You know, with the whole full week chasing elk with the right. bedroll on my on my backpack.
0: Heck yeah. Well, that's exciting. You can't beat that at all. No. <laughs> um. Oh, shoot to bed. Well, um. I had a lot more that I wanted to ask you. And I lost my little uh, questionnaire that I write up. I, I try to write one for every, every episode. I can't find the darn thing. I'm so ADD. Um. Oh, shoot. Um. So um I'm guessing that working at working at go hunt is probably a, a big reason why you get to take a full seven days I'm sure that's that's probably oh, yeah. a yeah pretty nice perk of the job um I got a good question for you actually um what do you think about uh you know? Do you apply in a lot of states? Are you stockpiling points in places? Or or are you just kind of a turn and burn guy? Uh,
1: I guess you can kind of say turn and burn. I'm really only super invested in uh, my home state of Nevada right now. Um, The other stuff is, if I look into it, it's super simple, easy, pay-to-play OTC tags.
0: Yeah, you bet. uh it. i have to say I'm, I'm leaning toward i mean just because who doesn't want to hunt and the lack of experience like i everything i look at i i want to draw with a point or two i don't yep or I, no points would be even better because i don't have points in a lot of states um yep. obviously being super new to this um and and yeah the otc stuff i, I had a feeling that would be would be your opinion on it because like i said he doesn't who
1: doesn't want to go well, on no, i as just, much i don't have a ton of points in these other states and some of these states for some of these hunts like you know i'm 33 now even if i started now i still i'm not even thinking of pulling a tag in, until in my 50s and it's like uh, oh, yeah. all of this is really to gain, gain the experience so that i can make the most out of these precious tags i get in nevada so yeah. I just need to go out and hunt, boots on the ground, stocks, figure it out, fail as much as I can in all those other places where those opportunities are at least abundant. And then that way, hopefully, I can really make something happen when I get a, that awesome tag here in Nevada.
0: Yep, yeah, and um, and that's the exact same boat I am, which, shoot, is is big reason why I want to get you on here and chat with you. It's... It's fun to talk with people who, uh, I mean, of course, who doesn't want to talk to the fucking Brady Millers and Ryan Lampers and, and Brian Calls of the world and just, yeah. you know, Cameron Haynes and, and tap into that wealth and knowledge. But it's, I don't know, I, it's it's really exciting to just talk to people who are kind of almost in the same, same boat as you are, you know, because you just want to get out, you just want to. Get stocks in, get reps in, and and that's the name of the game. Um, man, I I stocked like everything I saw last fall when I was doing those couple um, OTC archery hunts here in Arizona. I mean, if I saw a spike, I tried to stock it, and I I blew yeah. all of them. Every stock, every stock I went on, but every every buck I saw, I stocked, and and man, it was. It took one. It took one stock, and I, uh, I didn't have any service. I in my dad, and pretty much told him, "I'll I'll never white tail hunt again."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was
0: that was the end of that. I don't think I could ever sit in a ground blind or a stand again and just. And just would sit be so there.
1: it so hard, so uh, hard. I think that's why I'm not a good fisherman. Ultimately, <laughs> but I just don't care to sit on the side of a lake or even in a boat with a line in the water, like, Yeah. me on a mountain. Yeah, uh, man, I, I
0: don't do hardly anything but fly fish anymore because it's just so active and you're always searching for that perfect spot to really... You know, there's it's there's a little more to it, and even it compared to just those couple stocks I went on. Was, I mean, it was it's not even hardly comparable. But man, anymore, if I fish, I'm I'm fly fishing because it's hard. And I don't.
2: Yeah.
0: Like you said, I don't I don't have any desire to to sit there on the side of a lake anymore and just hope it happens. I mean, why would I do Ooh. that when I walk up down the river and make it happen, or I could go climb up the mountain and make it happen
1: yeah talk about hard this archery stuff man like me and my dad have been big rifle shooters for a long time and uh the uh this rabbit hole in archery is something else i mean (laughs) it, it is just i guess to me without the experience and whatnot it's so much easier to be as consistent as i need to be on a rifle and just go out there, and you know we can plink steel at crazy distances, but like the archery stuff, man, it keeps you super honest every single time.
0: Every time I, I've been really good about shooting every day. Probably how I wore my my cheapo target out um, in a month or two. I think I've only had that one like two, three months now, tops. And it's it's toast. Every arrow punches through it. All the oh, way through it. And I have to go chase it down. And um God it's such a rabbit hole. You start listening to guys like Joel Turner and Gam and yep. you know, these other super hardcore bow hunters or or even some Olympic shooters, you know, or God forbid the trad bow guys. Those guys are those guys are insane. It's hard enough with a nice compound bow in my hand. Yeah. Hand a fucking long bow. You're out of your mind.
1: <laughs> it, well, and Joel Turner with that weird crazy recurve compound bow with an open sight that he shoots. Yeah, I don't get it, dude. And, and he's rock solid with it. It is crazy.
0: It's insane. Like, man. And and. and, and to the guy's credit, yeah, I think he said he's been shooting since he was like seven. I think I heard yeah, him say
1: something like that.
0: Uh, Rogan, yeah, on Rogan's podcast, and I was like, God dang, that's a long. But honestly, even then, it's like, how are you so consistent? That like that's the biggest thing I struggle with. I I struggle with consistency, and not even just my groupings. I struggle with consistency in my anchor point and my shot and my, my peak picture and you know, whether or not I really, especially cause I use a, an old school, you know, what's well, not old school, but first one, you know, trigger trigger release. That's what I've shot my whole life. Um, that's what I'm most comfortable with. And, uh, to be completely honest with you, the first time I tried a, a thumb release, it was a good thing. I was in the middle of nowhere cause I skyrocketed an arrow. Uh, <laughs> I went to draw and click that release on accident. And I, I never found that arrow. (laughs) And so I was like, I better just stick with what I know. And so I really have to focus on pulling through the shot on like it's a hinge release, you know, and, and God, just, I can't even hardly get consistent in that, let alone my groupings and to just watch him drill it after drill, you know, and, He's using that stupid weird recurve bow with an open sight. And it's like, man, how do you do that?
1: Yeah, it is It is nuts. But, I mean, consistency is the key. Like, even just consistency in life. Like, those guys have been more consistent doing all of those things every single day or at least every single week. You know, and all that adds up. Like, that. that seems to be my biggest thing is, like, you know, I can I can be on a really, really set schedule, regimen, whatever you want, for about three months. And then it seems like after three months or so, you know, gears start to get shaky and the wheels start falling off. And then all of a sudden, I'm not doing anything that I was doing in those first three months. And it's like, hey, get your stuff back together and get back at it.
0: Yep. Oh, man, that's again. That's another related thing to hear because I, I feel the same way sometimes. Like like um, you know, rucking, walking with a heavy pack, whatever. You know, I'm I'm not gonna call them hikes because I just go to a trail right up the road from my house. Um, and and there's hardly any elevation to it, and, and it's a nice trail, whatever. And yep. man fell off bad for like two months i was doing great i went on those couple otc hunts with a heavy pack and kind of got my butt kicked and was like wow all right all right this is this is no joke you have to prepare for this you have to be in shape you have to i mean you got to be hydrated all year you got to be uh, packing all year you got to be shooting all year like this is not this is not oklahoma whitetail hunting where you can bust your bow out you know, three days before you go hunting and call her dandy. That's, that's just not how it works. And and so I did really good for a couple months. And then, like I said, it, it just seemed like the wheels fell off. I, I went from shoeing horses full time to riding colts full time again and trying to switch clientele over where I could and could get horses from old shoeing clients and just I mean just the wheels fell right off I wasn't drinking hardly as much water wasn't packing my pack and um it's been in the last like two three weeks really really started to get consistent again it's like okay it's it's kind of crunch time man You you gotta whoop into shape or you're not gonna have a very fun time this fall
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean like uh like I said, I'm used to my rifle tag, so I'm used to going in October or November and it's like we found out that we pulled the tag and then it's like, Oh, that's that's two months away. Like <laughs> like, you know, that's that's a little bit of time, but that that's like right around the corner and then two, two months, two months all of a sudden ride. two weeks. You know, and it's like holy cow. And now that's a week. We're we're on the serious countdown now.
0: Oh yeah, I mean two two months. That's right around the corner. In the in the grand scheme of things, that's yeah. That's not a whole lot of time. I do have to say, I kind of feel bad about my uh, for my dad a tiny bit in that regard. I didn't tell him I was putting him in for deer. Um, I just texted him and was like, "Hey, you got a tag?" So, um. I I, may have, I told him to make an account and all that and this side or the other and uh, that I was going to put him in for, for elk because I, I know he really wants to elk hunt and, um, and I know he really wants to antelope hunt, but we're going to have stockpile points for that for a while. Antelope tags in Arizona yeah. are hard to
1: get. Um, but anyways. Good, um, good antelope. Yeah. Stuff,
0: sir. And, uh, I, I, I do some day work. Uh, for a ranch here locally, and and the guy Shane Perkins that that's running it right now, um, he's killed some bomber freaking antelope bucks, man, and and his his whole family has here in Arizona back when it wasn't super hard to get a tag. And I'm just like, gosh, dang it, I'm just not quite old enough. I should have been born like not a whole lot before I was, just like just like 10, fifteen years. That would, have been, that would have been perfect I'd have, I'd have caught that that wave that last wave of just picking up you know. tags whenever you want <laughs> um but anyways anyways and so i i i'm pretty sure i didn't tell my dad i'm almost positive i made a point not to tell him that i was going to party application or me with your tag and um i just texted him one day and i was like hey um deer draw results are out and I'm drawn. So he should probably go check your, your game fish account. And he's drawn too. And I was like, well, I, I start working out again pops. Cause it's not, it's not going to be sitting in a, in a stand or a ground blind. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. And so he's got, he's got till November. I was just like, oh shoot. Four weeks ago that the results came out, I think. And, it's like, hey, you got you got four months, man. Better get after it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I I think that's almost better though. Sometimes you know you don't you don't dilly dally because you know you yeah. don't have dilly dally.
1: Yeah, like four weeks, you'd probably be a little screwed, but four months, it's not it's long enough, but not too long. No, not too. That's that's
0: exactly right. Two months is two months is really like okay. I got a freaking... I got to whoop shit in a year because that's right around the corner.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a little lucky. I was I was already uh, training for a 30K trail run down in Utah. So I came off of oh, that yeah, in man. May. So it's not horrible, but that kind of sent me into like, a, hey, let's relax and kind of chill out. And then that that went on just too long. <laughs> yep yeah it it it
0: does when you have too much time uh-huh yeah you'll really convince yourself that ah, i'd be all right i can i could just yep. do a little short short walk today or or heck it's it i worked late today it's it's not it's not a big deal just missed today. day hell i got eight months you know get ready for this deal and that yeah and then the next thing you know you're you're a month away and you're huffing and puffing because you're out there trying to run down the trail, get ready.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's crazy how much like tomorrow turns into next week and then into next month and then into too late.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I I get it all the time riding these, breaking these colts for people, you know, you, you do 30, 60, 90 days. It's, It's very typical. Somebody will send you to for just 30 and you do it 30 days at a time. So, um, it's very, very standard to get them for 30 or 60 or 90. And if you're really lucky, you get them for 120, 150. It's just a lot easier to make a nicer horse when you have them for that long. But you, you'll you do the same thing, especially when somebody shows up with it, you know, first day, you've never touched it. They hand you, the, mm-hmm. hand you the lead rope to the horse and they go, "Don't, don't worry about it. You know, take your time. You got 90 days. And you got this horse sitting over here that you know you only have for thirty, and it's really easy to work all them horses. You know you only have for thirty, maybe sixty. Those ninety day horses are sitting over there, and it's ninety five degrees. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I can just work them horses tomorrow. I, I got them for for ninety days. I don't I don't have to worry about it today. It it, it got hot on me. I could I could sure use a sandwich and a cold beer and. You know, I want to go for a walk this evening and it's, yeah, it's amazing how that turns into, oh crap, it's, it's 80 days and they're coming to get this horse in 10.
1: (laughs) Yep. And it's like, you know, that's not to say that life doesn't happen because that, that definitely is something to take into account too. Like there are just some things that are going to pop up in your life that were unexpected and you're going to have to deal with them. And it's just, you know, get back to it as soon as possible.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, yeah, not to say that there's anything wrong with taking a break by any means, If even if you want to do so deliberately. And yeah, life definitely gets away from you. It got away from me bad there for a minute. I have not podcast in like four weeks, and that doesn't take nothing but coming and sitting in this chair with a glass of water and talking to a feller, and, and that got away from me for a month thanks to thanks to life you know I mean sure. um no it, it definitely happens like you said you just gotta when you can you gotta you gotta stay on it um but I uh a year ago I was that guy that was like oh Garrett why why would I go hike like why would I why would I do that God made horse for a reason I got four legs I only got two I'm a I'm at a disadvantage here I'm just gonna go hop on my caballo, you know, I on God's green earth would I do that and shoot, now I can't wait I can't wait to wake up and go for go for a hike and my fiance really loves to to give me crap about that and especially when life gets in the way and I'm like, Man, we really need to go for a hike She just kinda looks at me and she's like You remember when I wanted to start hiking like a year ago just to get in better shape and him hog. and oh, why would I do that? I got horses at home and like yeah, yeah, I remember.
1: <laughs> yep. I mean, it's 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 pretty much my release now. Like I can yep. I, I can tell when I haven't been out shooting and and doing the the rucks and the hikes and stuff like you just stuff starts getting pent up.
0: Yeah, and and I think that makes it a lot easier to get to get back to when, you know, life gets in the way, you got to, you got to handle some business and take care of some responsibilities. But when you really start to look forward to it like that, it's, I mean, it's first chance you get, you're like, all right, everything's handled, taken care of, over with. I can get back to, get back to running around in the, in the woods and, and carrying my pack around. Um, yeah, that was a very long roundabout way of saying that, but I have a way with words as I'm sure you figured out by. <laughs> now um but now yeah i i I love it now i can't wait to get back to it when i have to take a break or or something happens
1: yeah that 70 pound walk you just did that's pretty freaking crazy
0: yeah that has man i'll be the first one to tell you my shoulders still hurt (laughs) oh yeah i am a little impressed with my legs for for as new to all this as i am because that's that's without a doubt the heaviest pack i've put on my back yet um i've been kind of really building up to 60 pounds slow because i'm a little guy i weigh 125 freaking pounds you know 60 pounds for me is 80 pounds for 90 pounds for most people it's it's a lot for me and so i've been slowly building up to that and i've been at like 60 pounds for like I don't know, four days now I finally really kind of quit pussyfooting around and and threw it all in there and got to sixty and <laughs> me and my buddy Cody got to talking about Cameron Haynes and his rock that he makes people carry up the mountain for lift run shoot. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I if I put my anvil on my shoulder and I carried that down the trail for a while and tagged Cam Haynes in it? And Cody goes, Well, why why don't you just put it in your pack? Film that. And I was like, I guess I could, couldn't I, Cody? And he kind of did that. Well, you're a pretty big freaking wuss if you won't do it tomorrow. And that was last night. So (laughs) (laughs) here we are. Yeah, I packed that 75 pound sucker four miles today. when I got to the truck, I was toast. I'll be the first one to tell you I didn't. I didn't have no more in me. That four miles was that was it. I was I was toasted.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, you're you're already over half your body weight. Like, yeah.
0: Um, and I okay. I would like to get to my body weight is, um, not not often. I don't want to go do that every day, but I'd like to get to enough of a routine and comfortable enough with it that maybe like once a week i'd like to pack my own body weight just because it with a full camp for a seven to ten day backpack hunt you know if you kill on the first or second day that first pack out when you still have everything for that whole hunt, it, it don't take but 30 40 pounds of meat and you're at 120 125 pounds and that's what i weigh so i figure i better try and work up to it and and be able to walk it down that stinking flat trail i walked by my house before i hope i can pack it out of the mountains
1: oh yeah yeah those um, uh, those pack weights those pack weights can get up there
0: they sneak up on you they, they really do um my dad texted me the other day he's got his new stone um he got the uh cold what is it 4,400? 4, I think 48. Yep. 48. Yep. And, and he, uh, he's, you know, he's getting his gear to, you know, together as it comes in the mail and he puts it in his pack and he's weighing it and this out of the other. He's, he's pretty well got most of it now. Um, I just sent him my gear list and was like, you know, here's what we can share. Don't worry about it for now but this is what you for sure need for yourself. And he texts me and he goes, my pack weighs 45 pounds. Really gets away from you, doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> he said, that's no weapon, no optics, no nothing. And it's at 45 pounds. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it does. It gets away from you really fast. And then he texts me back and he goes, I'm starting to see the allure of paying that extra 50 to a hundred dollars for that ultra lightweight next step up and I <laughs> texted him back and I said, welcome to the rabbit hole.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, it, it is true. Unfortunately, like you want to have a little bit more comfort in the fact that you don't have to carry so much weight around. Like you shell out a little bit more dough and get some lighter stuff, that does the same thing. And there you go. I yeah. think the guy that uh, started Exo, I just watched a video he did with the born and raised outdoor guys. Was it his name Steven or Steve or something? But Exo uh, Mountain Gear, the backpacks. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I think he said his base weight is like 18, 20 pounds or something. So base sure. weight is everything he uses on a hunt without food and water. So his shelter and sleeping bag, any, everything he takes without food and water, 18 pounds. Gosh. In his backpack.
0: That's insane. Yeah. Damn. But he's off of,
1: you know, the, it's experience. Like oh, Brady. Yeah. Like and that Brady. guy can yeah. fit 10 to 14 days worth of stuff into a backpack and still weigh as much as your dad's 45-pound pack. Like,
0: oh, yeah. Then he, then he puts the Hubble telescope and a 14-pound rifle in it. and Yeah negos
1: <laughs> but then again you know if if he didn't if he wasn't so crazy about all of the ounce counting he does with his toilet paper and this and that dude, then sense. he would have been at 85 pounds instead of what he is at <laughs> with his crazy hubble telescope that thing is it's huge it is ridiculous dude so right, ridiculous right, I-
0: I will be the first one to say I did not realize I I, I knew it was big I mean you can tell it's big everybody makes jokes about it it's you know it looks big on a tripod like you could darn sure tell it's big and then he he posted an Instagram story the other day I think it was and he had it like laying on his shooting mat next to his rifle or something like that I think I can't remember he had it laying next to something that gave me like a good scale. Of how big it really was, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. He puts that so. in a backpack. That like seven and a half
1: pounds. I think That's we weighed cool. it one time. It's seven and a half pounds.
0: That's insane. Um, but like you said, he 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 wouldn't be able. To, he probably wouldn't want to, or wouldn't be able to pack that if he wasn't so insane about cutting ounces everywhere he possibly could. Now, yep. I will say, after hearing his. Uh, Kyrgyzstan Kuj- story his Marco Polo story mm. man I don't think I'd be cutting ounces on TP anymore <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he's uh one it, it, everyone in the office gives him all kinds of stuff about his uh that kind of personal hygiene because there he, there's a couple of things like he he would say something about TP and then he had a saying about wet wipes and then if you like the two sayings together made it seem like you didn't use any of them for wiping. His <laughs> you're, like, you're like, what do you do, bro? Like, yeah. I mean, at one point you really weren't eating enough calories to live on the mountain in the first place, let alone do on all the hiking you're doing. So maybe you just don't need to use the restroom. You just, your body just uses every little ounce it has. Maybe.
0: Maybe I know I know it don't work that way for me, man, especially cause he said he likes to strain his coffee through his teeth and i I love strong coffee i'm I'm like right there with him. I want to strain my coffee when I drink it, and I know what that does to me at home. So I mean come on man. There's no way you're making it that whole time without having to. And then after that medicine tears him up on that Marco Polo hunt, he runs out in like two days. It's like, all right, man. I don't I don't think I'd be counting ounces on TP anymore.
1: I everything else, you bet.
0: You have at it, man, but I think that would have been
1: mean redundancy.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing nobody who likes to hunt ever claims to be smart, as far as I know.
1: <laughs> no, you know, most of us, at least, if we all have one thing in common, it's usually hard work.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we like to work harder, not smarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh shoot! Uh, another little side note I wanted to say about Brady, or wanted to ask: How was it trying to keep up with them long legs, dude?
1: Dude, impossible. Oh, it's got to be. I, I,
0: I knew he was super tall again, just the way everybody talks about his legs are a cheat code in the mountains and this, that, or the other. So you, you you can gather that he's really tall. And then I walked into that Go Hunt showroom and I was like, holy shit, that dude is tall. Like, yes. <laughs> <we're
2: calling. laughs> he's
0: <is> so tall. <laughs> God, there's no, I, there's no way you'd keep up with him.
1: No. I mean, we got a mile he, in and then it was pretty much like, or I, by a mile in, he pretty much left me. And then I, oh, sent, yeah. him, I sent him a little message a couple of minutes earlier, like, Hey, don't, don't wait for me. You do what you got to do. Get your work in. I'm going to keep pushing, but yeah. yeah that you're, dude, you're covering
0: 12 inches a stride more than I am. So just
1: <laughs> maybe even more like in, for the longest time i've always been someone just like walking around and everyone's like why are you walking so fast it's like i'm not walking fast i just am using more of my leg than you are yeah he just yeah he and he wasn't even trying to outstride me he's just chilling walking and it's just effort (laughs) effort like you know i'm 50 pounds heavier than him he was probably like just under 190. I'm 245. I definitely had more weight in my pack than he did. But at the end of the day, like, there's just no keeping up with his genetics.
0: Nah, dude, they they are, I love that saying their cheat code for the mountains because they have to be so that kid friend of mine, Cody, I was telling you about he's six foot three, you know, mm. and we're we're planning all these hunts together and all this time. I've been sitting there in the back of my mind. I'm like, man, I better get it together. It's going to be like chasing Brady Miller out there. His strides are just so much bigger than mine. I'm going to have such a hard time keeping up with him if I don't get it together. Uh, I don't usually wish I was super tall, but the cheat code... In the mountain thing has kind of made me wish I was kind of tall, man.
1: <laughs> and you know, he's done it for a long time. Like, he even exactly. told me on the hike, he was like, Dude, like, he's working the biology stuff he was doing. Like, he was like, I was in the mountains literally every day. We literally did yeah. nothing but hike mountains every day. And I was just like, I mean, obviously, because I do a good amount of hiking with weight on and. It was just embarrassing.
0: It sounds Ooh, like that.
1: But embarrassing? Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that. um, Fisheries gig he had. I mean, yeah, it was basically just backpacking for a living. So yep. uh, definitely don't mean to take that away from the guy. But God, when you're just when you're covering, freaking twelve to twenty more inches ride than everybody you're with, God, that.
1: Yeah, and he really did too, because. I was, I got to the point because I wasn't understanding how he's just pulling away from me. So I'm looking at his legs and I'm like, kind of like counting his stride cadence. And mm-hmm. then I'm looking at mine and I'm like, every time you take a step, I'm taking a step. Like you are not outstepping stepping <laughs> me. What's going on? And then it's yeah. just little by little, he's, you know, five feet ahead and then 15 feet ahead and and twenty yards ahead, and you're just like, <laughs> dude, this shit doesn't stop. You know, he take he'll stop to take around and take a picture, and then you get up to him, and then he starts again. So you're just like, all right, I, I guess I'll just keep going.
0: Yeah, I'll get a break. Yeah, hey, that's all right. There, there's nothing wrong with diesel engine, slow but steady, yeah. man. Lins well, and too, you know,
1: <laughs> you want to get better, put yourself in. Uh, put yourself in with better people absolutely
0: yeah i i i have to say it's as much as it's probably like gosh dang man like <laughs> how am i supposed to keep up with you it's it's probably a i don't know almost i don't want to say surreal that's maybe not necessarily the best word for it but it's got to feel nice to have that challenge in front of you of like okay if i want to be legit i like I literally physically have the guy in front of me. Like that's yeah. who I need to be able to keep up with. He's literally physically in front of me. He's, I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm not listening. I'm not looking at an Instagram story. Like it, he's he's right there.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like you said. You know, you're like I, I don't know what to do. I'm still learning, and it's like, well, that, that's what you learn from. Like I don't know what to do. He knows what to do. I I'll just try and do as much of what he does.
0: Yep. Absolutely, but I, honestly, kind of how I, I learned to cowboy, not to keep relating the, the two to each other, but it's kind of what this podcast is about is, is the two,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I, I'm first generation, like I was telling you in the shop, you know, and I've told all the listeners a bunch of times, and so I just got around them, I got around cowboys, I got around guys that were sure enough hands and just started staring at them, they probably thought I was weird, and I was just yep. trying to watch and learn. <laughs> um, Wait,
1: do, do you, you want to get stronger? Go hang out with the stronger people in the weight room.
0: Absolutely. Right. That's bad. I wanted to
1: get better at running. I had to go find some buddies that were going to run with me. Like You you got to keep yourself honest. And the only way you could do that is other people. Because you will lie to yourself.
0: Yeah. Um, another, another fantastic Cam Haynes quote that I really liked was, you should be the weakest link in your in your friend group. Yeah, because if you want to be stronger and you want to be the best in anything you do, uh, you want to be you know you want to be rich, you want to be this, you want to be that, you want to be anything. Be the weakest link in your in your friend group. Because wow. if you are, then they're only going to make you better. And it sounds it almost sounds counterproductive, but. I sat there and thought about it for a second and i was like gosh dang that makes a lot of freaking that makes a lot of sense i mean if you put it towards hunting like i know what i'm doing i know how many heavy miles i do a week and if i'm the weakest link in my hunting group then we're not doing too shabby we'll get her we'll get her we'll figured out eventually because at least we can cover a lot of miles
1: yep yeah, either that or become a really good solo hunter and you can yeah. take all the time you want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And
0: I've I've been thinking quite heavily actually about doing my elk hunt solo just I don't know, almost just to show that I can or prove yeah, to myself absolutely. that
1: I um I'm in that before same zone right now.
0: I, yeah, before I really start trying to hunt with a bunch of other people. Just that way I, I it's a. Uh, I just want to test myself, kind of, to be honest. I just want to prove to myself okay, I can go spend 13 days. Um, I haven't kind of planned to do six and then seven, but 13 days total um, backpacking in the backcountry by myself, chasing these elk. So when I roll in to a trailhead to meet somebody, you know, I'm not worried about me. So what are you, you going to do? Because I know I can do it. I just did
1: it. I I was planning on having my buddy come up with us. He's never been on a hunt before. I wanted this to be kind of his first experience. And I was super happy and excited and this and that. And the further I got into it, I was like, you know, uh, this is a little bit too too many firsts for myself for me to turn around and try and, (laughs) you know, watch over somebody else in the woods. Like, So, like, last week I had to have that discussion with him, like, hey, man, like, I know this is what we had planned, and yada, yada, yada. You know, I don't think it's going to be a good idea, because it just, it it won't be safe. And I don't think you'll have the best time and whatever. You know, long story short, he ended up having an ESU anyway, so he wasn't going to be able to make it. But And then my dad, he's he already has told me, he's like, uh, I hope you're ready to do whatever you got to do on your own, because... I'm not going to hinder you, and I don't think I can keep up. And I was like, "All right, cool, perfect. Um, I am ready to go by myself yeah. for ten days."
0: Yep, and um, and I'm I'm pretty well there. I'm ready. I feel ready to do it by myself, and uh, at least I should say that I know I'll be ready to do it by myself. The steps I'm taking now, and the things I'm doing now in the off season leading up to it. I know I'll be able to do it by myself by then. Well,
1: um, Sometimes I don't think I really know until after I've done the damn thing. Yeah. And I'm looking back at it and I'm like, hey, I really did that. Yeah. Or like, I got my goddamn ass kicked. What was I <laughs> thinking? I need to yep. do so much more next time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah. Usually the <laughs> self reflecting period is. It's either the best or the worst.
1: <laughs> either way, it's super important. It's yeah. super important. And honestly, you really, like, do yourself a favor. And if you only have one win, at least give yourself one win. And then Absolutely. you can beat yourself up. Because there's always something good out there. You just got to find it.
0: 100%. And you can never be afraid to give yourself the baby steps and the baby wins, as I call them. Yep. It's kind of things I use. Um training these these horses that I get um, because I, working these horses, you're working with a critter that's got a mind of its own.
2: Yep. So
0: you really don't know how that critter's feeling that day. So if I make a baby step, I get a baby win that day and that horse is 1% better than it was the day before. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's a baby win. I'm going to take that win and... I do feel kind of at, a, at an advantage, I guess I should say, in that I'm prepared to think that way because, I mean, the mountains are going to throw things at you that you can't do anything about. I mean, they mm-hmm. got a mind of their own. It's going to rain. It's going to snow. It's going to be hot. It's going to be uh, or abnormally hot, I should specify. Abnormally cold. It's, you know, and there's just nothing you could do about that except go out there and get the baby wins you know yep.
1: That's like i was all you shooting need. with uh, <clears throat> i was shooting bows with paul and lorenzo um and you know two better shooters than me two people have been shooting archery way longer than me doing more hunting than i've been doing and i still won two targets you know hey, oh dude you i definitely fight. lost the day but i won't start <laughs>
0: There you go. Dude, that's that's all you can ask for, man. You yeah. run with big dogs like that and, and come away with a couple small victories. Man, you can't ask for much more than that at all.
1: And I, I hit a I hit a pretty small foam deer at 105 yards too, so I was pretty happy about that. Oof, I'll take
0: 105, part. you bet.
1: That's starting to step
0: out there. Yeah. That's that's really starting to step out there. <laughs> it amazes the difference between um where i grew up doing in western big game hunting i I think i told you this in the the showroom there you know shot distances yeah yeah dude with a bow or and or and or with a rifle both of them it's the distance is so drastically different you know where where i grew up you know if you if you smoked a deer at 40 yards with your bow everybody was like god dang you know you must shoot a lot you know you're a great shot this that or the other and with your rifle if you reach out to 250 300 yard range you know same thing everybody's patting you on the back telling you what a great shot you are and you know all oh, must be a regular old dead eye you know i i move out here and i finally start getting into this western big game hunting And guys are like, Oh, I'm, I'm zeroed at 300, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable to like six, you know, I'd have no problem shooting six. Like that's dead deer. I'm like, Holy shit. You're shooting shooting 600 yards. Are you out of your mind? Like, and guys are like, oh, yeah, my, you know, my, my top pin is like 50 yards, you know, I'm at like 50, 60, 70, 80 on my bow, you know, I got a 90 yard pin down there just in case. And I'm like, holy, 90 yards with your bow, you're out of your mind. And it is crazy the differences and how far you have to be proficient to really Western big game hunt versus what yeah. I grew up doing.
1: Well and I didn't even really think about this, especially for the bows, because you do know, even then like I'm you know forty to sixty I that that's what I'm hoping for. I really don't want to have to take an initial shot over sixty. You know, it's like either I'm gonna blow that stock and we'll try it again you know the next day or whatever. But uh, you know, it was uh Dan from uh Elk Shape, he said follow up shots. He's like, out here in the West, like, you got some open country. You might get that initial shot at 40, 50, even 20. And then that animal runs, you know, 40, 60 yards. And now they're at 80, 90, or 100. And they turn around and give you another broadside shot. Like, put it out there. Or camera games, you know. Practice way out at 120, 130 plus. So that when I have a 40-yard shot, it's a chip shot. Yep. I really yeah, do I, like that.
0: I I love, I do love that, that saying too. like practice at double what you want your effective range to be so that your effective range is, is a chip shot. You know, I, yeah. I, I love that mindset and been trying really hard to, to get into that. Like I was telling you, I've changed my shot process entirely. So I had to, I had to step back in a lot closer, start dialing this new, shop process that I'm going through and, but anyways, and, um, it's, it's funny you said you know, like 40 to 60, or I'm going to blow that stock. Like this past fall when I was getting ready for these OTC hunts, you know, I was shooting my bow quite a bit and this out or the other. And I, I settled on 30 to 55 was my, was my pins They ranged 30, 40, 45, 50, 55, and uh i can't remember if it was my dad or my fiance and well what if you get to 60 or what if you get to you know 70 and you blow that stock should have stocked better yep (laughs) and my uh, whoever was i want to say is my fiance she just kind of chuckled and was like yeah i was like yep i should have i should have made a better (laughs) stock because you you gotta
1: give yourself limitations and then stick to those limitations like this is this is hunting this isn't out there just flinging arrows or chucking lead like you know there is a life at the end of this that is taken and we got to do our part so
0: yeah got to make sure that is as humane and ethical as possible no doubt i told her i was like i I I grew up taking 15 yard shots, you know, 55 for me feels like a mile. It's Mm -hmm. it's blowing my mind that I'm stepping out at 55 yards with my bow, just because of what I grew up doing. And I was like, and I'm not going to wound deer all over the countryside. And then absolutely not like either, either I should have made it to 55 to 30 yards or I should have made a better stock. And, because yeah, absolutely, you gotta, you gotta absolutely make a humane shot and, um, boundaries, especially for, for folks like us that don't have, you know, 15 years of backpack and bow hunting experience, you know, for these elk and these mule deer, you, you gotta, gotta give yourself some limitations so you're not out there doing stuff you shouldn't be. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, that's why uh, my rifle, I'm going to sight my rifle in at 200 and that's my max range where I'm sighted to same, same thing. I'm just not comfortable shooting 300, 400, 500. Um, I mean, the longest shot I've ever made in my life is 268 yards and it was a poke for me and I'm just not comfortable beyond that. So I'm not going to do it.
1: Mm -hmm. You know that's uh, when like the gear and all that stuff comes into play you know what kind of scope you're using that can definitely you know like <clears throat> you know pay to play unfortunately like yeah you can, you can kind of pay to get these things into your arsenal that will help still not gonna do it for you nothing's gonna pull the trigger that, for you
0: yep yeah. absolutely that's a that's another rabbit hole the freaking like, sure enough, long range shooting like Brady does, you, you know, and now, and, and sounds like you and your dad have done for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, man, the ballistics and the MOAs, and whew, that is all French to me. Doing a lot of reading on it right now, so maybe the next time we, we, we chat, maybe I'll be a little, a little more up to speed. But, gosh, there's a lot that goes into that, too.
1: Just yeah, I mean, um, to really. Him-
0: Dial yeah,
1: up, count the twist of the earth and stuff,
0: yeah. Depending yeah, on
1: confident. how far you're shooting,
0: yeah, that's insane. To, I mean, to really confidently dial up right there on the spot and be accurate, It's, it's it's pretty well a science, if you ask me personally. I'm not a super smart feller, but god almighty, it's yeah, it's crazy how into that guys get but like you said you, I mean you got it to really be taking good shots
1: mm-hmm. I, w- I did find out that my heavy arrow will like absolutely destroy like a one inch thick dead tree limb that's for sure
0: nice you bet
1: <laughs> Yeah, like we were on the 3D range and go to make a shot on this mountain goat and didn't take into account the trajectory of my arrow and how much <laughs> room it would need, and all of a sudden I'm, I actually catch the veins and flight and I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be cool! I'm gonna hit it, see it hit the target." That is just, I <laughs> Literally punched a hole right through that one inch branch, ripped the veins off, <laughs> branch breaks off, falls down, arrow perfectly fine. Oh, just gotta put <laughs> new veins on it.
0: If it makes feel better, um, that arrow that I, that was freaking broke, that I posted on Instagram the other day, um, that one punched through the target, it was the first one to do it, you know, like a week ago, and I was like, damn, it's kind of cool, and I hit her right where I freaking wanted to, dead center of the dot I was aiming for, punch, clean through, and I was like, Heck yeah, I mean that was kinda cool. I mean it sucks I gotta go find my arrow, but I mean I yeah. fucking filled it right where I wanted to be, punched through the target, you know, had to be a good shot. And I go walking behind my target and it's laying in this pile of um freaking asphalt rocks that the town of Tino Valley used to fill some potholes. And I didn't even think about them being behind my block and it's laying there with that twist in it and I was like, ah was not that cool seemed really cool that was not that cool
1: <laughs> yep unfortunately i got uh two busted arrows kind of that same thing i had shooting at the warehouse um outside the warehouse angled shot actually had paul call out the shot i was like hey you pick a shot and then i'll shoot the shot um so we didn't take into effect that bullet's going to be going through a corner of my phone target so maybe six inches instead of 24 inches so out the other side. It came cause that's not going to stop this arrow and nope. into the freaking wall. And it, it even dented the wall up pretty crazy. It took a good chunk out of the, uh, out of the wall, snapped the arrow busted up the tip and then, uh, trying to shoot broadheads. I put a broadhead off the left-hand side of the target and it, it found a perfectly good rock about that big. <laughs> it that big inside yeah. the inside the mountain, yeah. My it, it broke off six inches. So I'd like I was like, oh, the arrow's still right there. Go to pull the arrow out. It's just a shaft. And I'm like, oh, great. That's that's awesome. I love that for me for my broadhead.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta try and salvage the thing. Broadhead is expensive as they are these days.
1: Yeah, I did find it, but it is not salvageable. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean I
0: will say the one cool thing about growing up bow hunting for whitetail is getting to remember when you could go pick up a you know, a six pack of broadheads. Good broadheads for like twelve bucks, you know, fifteen yeah. bucks. They didn't they didn't cost nothing. Now you're looking at fifty or sixty bucks for a good three or four pack of, of good broadheads. I and wish you'd that spend like, cost. I was gonna. I was just about to say You could spend a lot more than that if you want to. I'm balling on a budget, me personally. Uh, but way more than that if you want to.
1: I think, um, unfortunately, I think it almost came out to like. It was probably a fifty dollar arrow. At least at the end of the day, it was a single fifty dollar arrow that is no it. longer usable. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta love that. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was like, yeah, my my seventeen dollar Amazon field points, I don't care, but that uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that fifty dollar day six broadhead was uh, uh that was a that would hurt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe maybe I shouldn't believe in this as much as I should, but I'm a big believer and I just try to match the grain of my field point to the grain of the broadheads that I want to use. Yeah. But I don't have to go whiz any freaking broadheads past my target on accident because I twitched at the last second and, and be jacking up a bunch of expensive broadheads. And again, I should probably shoot some broadheads before season gets here. But right now I'm like, you know what? Broadheads that I like are a hundred grain field point is a hundred grain. We're going to call her dandy. And <laughs> yeah, keep them broadheads in a nice safe place for the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was and I was just trying to do some broadhead tuning cuz like yeah, and I, I don't know much about this archery stuff but everyone's like, "Yeah, that that big fixed fixed blade broadhead is going to not go or probably not go where your field points have been going." And uh granted it was a bad shot. That's why I was off target, but <laughs> they definitely we're not going exactly where the field points were either. So <laughs> it's, it's crazy how, um,
0: how, God, how much different any of that stuff with archery matters. I, uh, I do a local guy here that we go freaking do like a poker night with and stuff. He's big hunter and, and whatnot. He was my fiance's, um, softball coach way back in the day. And, um, he uh he marks every arrow with a sharpie he numbers them numbers all of them and he'll go have twelve made at a at an archery shop he'll number all of them and then he shoots them and shoots them and shoots them and shoots them and shoots them, and shoots them until the season gets here uh because he's like dude you know the this one fletching might be a millimeter off of the other fletchings and it might rotate. he's like you have no idea there's so much stuff that can jack with these arrows he's like you have no idea he's like so i i number them and the four that i shoot the best go with me when it's when season rolls around that's the four that i take four most consistent arrows i shoot and i was like dang i had never even thought to do that i'd I have five arrows total because I'm buying and building them myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, don't, don't do that. Get, get somebody who knows what they're doing to make them number them bad boys and, and freaking take the four that you're the most consistent with. So that's the next nice chunk of change that I get to fork over. I'm trying to wait until I, uh, not taking bad off target shots as often as I do right now, but, I need to go get me a dozen arrows made and start getting that dialed in. I thought that was a really good piece of advice. There's, there's just so many, so many things that go into making an arrow consistent.
1: Yep. Yeah. When like you, you put too much glue under the veins of one arrow compared to the other, and now it's like five, ten grains heavier, and you're like you lost the velocity it's dropping out of your groups and yeah.
0: yeah it's it's insane and that's stuff that we never paid any attention to because we're taking 15 20 yard shots Doesn't honestly doesn't matter it's it's really hard to mess up your groupings at 15 yards mm. um and yeah and then i i get this bow and start doing all my research find joel turner which is a blessing and a curse and I'm like, holy moly, it is amazing what causes just the slightest bit in an arrow and, and you're like you said, you you just you're out you're out of your group by by six inches.
1: Yeah. Well then when you're when you're finally done with that Joel Turner uh rabbit hole you can go down the Mark Levisay e scouting rabbit hole. Oh, man. That thing is I'm still. I don't even know if I'm halfway through that rabbit hole yet.
0: I yeah. Uh, I I listened to like the first 15 minutes of the of the Go Hunt podcast with him this today, and then I was I was done working for the day and, and paused it. Um So I'll probably finish it tomorrow, and I can already tell it's it's going to be a lot for a non technologically savvy feller like myself. Um I'm still trying to figure out historical imaging <laughs> and I'm still watching videos on historical imaging. And so I'm not sure how good of an idea it is to listen to this podcast episode and just dump a bunch of other stuff right on top of what I'm trying to figure out right now.
1: Like have a notepad and paper so you can write down all the words that you don't like, what, what, where was that? Let's write that down and go get a definition afterwards. Oh,
0: I know, man. Um, Mark Livesey did a, a webinar like two weeks ago, I think. And my buddy Cody was like, dude, we should sign up and like watch it and do it. And I was, I was I texted him back and I said, Cody, I'm trying to figure out like historical imaging and just e-scouting in general. I appreciate it. Thank you for thinking of me. But honestly, I don't need any more on my plate right now. Like, i <laughs> um, I'm kind of overwhelmed as it is, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like you don't even know what you don't know yet. Like, I don't yeah. even know what I don't know that I need to know.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I have, I have no idea. Um, I keep making the joke. I don't even know how much water I'll actually use on a 10-day hunt. I don't even know that yet because I haven't done one.
1: <clears throat> I was you doing... How much water you use it a day? Like, if you uh-huh. went on a week, like, just an overnight hike?
0: I know what I use in a day as far as drinking water. And I know how many dehydrated meals I was eating in a day on overnighters. Um, I keep forgetting how many freaking meals it takes to make a dehydrated meal. And I know some of them are different. But I drink... Um, what's, what is 30? 64? I drink 64 ounces of water a day. That's what I drink. And then... Pretty much however much water it takes to make two dehydrated um,
1: freeze-dried meals. You do like a normal, legit breakfast and then add just a dinner meal?
0: Yep. Um, and usually just snack for, for lunch and stuff.
1: You got some show and tell because I just picked up all my stuff. What does my coconut curry take? I think it's 10 ounces in my breakfast. Oh, four or five ounces. So that's really nice.
0: Yeah, that's not bad at all. Four
1: or five, yeah. ounce. five ounces. Five ounces for breakfast. But I'm actually putting protein powder in with that. So probably end up adding a little bit more. I definitely do most. I mean, most of my water is just me drinking it, um, throwing supplements, yeah. electrolytes, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, it, I sweat might- a ton. That last hike that I went on that uh, you saw me post, I think my Garmin said, uh, and you know, obviously those Garmin numbers aren't exactly right, but there's something to go off of. It was 4,000 milliliters. like I think that's four liters. Sweated four liters of water. I didn't drink four liters on that hike, I tell you that.
0: (laughs) I think, I think. I don't even know if I drink four liters in a day. Like I said, I usually drink two Nalgene's. I have uh, one of your guys's freaking go hunt Nalgene's, and I usually just try to make sure I drink at least two of those a day. Uh, Yeah, that's. I don't think that's four liters.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean that too. Like, can you even? Can I even fathom carrying that much water? Like, no. Like that's. That's easily, like, 30 pounds of water if I was to drink four liters a day for 10 days. Like, that's
0: oh, not yeah. going to
1: be able to do it.
0: No, gosh, no. You'd, you'd want to... I don't know. You'd have to hike in beforehand on a scouting trip or something and stash water. Yes. if there's not any accessible where you're going, you're, like you said, you're, you're not carrying that in there. I got pretty much my... Problem solving equation was um I got an eight liter bladder because that's like eighteen pounds of water, which is heavy, but it's not it's not miserable yet. And um, it's a hydro pack that actually has like really it has a lot of freaking different levels to measure, you know, how much you're using out of this thing and um. I told my buddy, I was like, I'm just going to fill it up and I'm going to take that with me. And even if there's water in there for, for like, if I go hunt this elk hunt by myself, that's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take that and I'm just going to watch it. And when I come out at the end of the hunt, I'm going to write down how many milliliters I used for how many days I was in there. And then then i'll have me a number (laughs) and i would sure shit hope eight liters is enough for six or seven days
1: (laughs) i think i got a two six liter uh bladders and then my uh or six liter reservoirs and then my three liter bladder that's actually my hose and all that but yeah yeah i mean water it's a big one Water, and it's just, it's going to be heavy, but there's things you can do, you know. Just be cautious. Like water, there's not really much you can do. It's either you already found water through e-scouting or you know there's going to be water up there or this and that, you you know, so you don't have to take a bunch. Like me, I don't know. I'm I'm going to go up there with as much water as I can possibly carry so that right off the bat it gives me at least three or four days where I know – I can just think about hunting for this three or four days. And then after yeah. that, it's like, all right, if I haven't found any water now, it's, I either need to go back to base camp to refill all my water, or I need to find some water up here.
0: Yeah. And, and that's exactly where I went with that eight liter. I was like, you know what? I mean, if I throw eight liters on my, on my pack, I know I can be in there for four or five days, hopefully at least, if not, like I said, six or seven, eight, you know, however many days um, and just not have to worry about it. And then, like you said, then I know like exactly just about how much I'm using every day and when it's going to be time to, okay, I, you know, this eight liters gets me this long and then it's either time to go back to the truck or find water where you're at. Mm -hmm. Um, but these desert states yeah i i really i figured that one out pretty quick i was like i better just make sure i can carry quite a bit of water in with me yep or like i said make a point to stash water on a scouting trip if i end up really liking a spot
1: Um, something going in stages or whatever you know
0: yeah um I'm definitely still mulling over the idea of packing water in for, for my dad's mule deer hunt so he doesn't have to carry a crapload load of water on his back, um, stashing water. I mean, um, definitely still mulling that idea over. I mean, I'm hoping to scout once a month between now and November and really have a good idea of what everything looks like and where the deer are and hopefully have a even be narrowed down to a target back and have him figured out pretty decently. <clears throat>
1: that's the one thing I, I, uh, I really wish I could have gone out and um, like boots on the ground scouted just cause there's a, I mean, there's a lot to be seen when you haven't seen a new unit. So yeah, but, uh,
0: absolutely.
1: Saturday. That's what it will be though. I will We will be driving up there, and this will be the first time we've seen this country, other than what I see on the the computer.
0: Yeah, it's it's handy that you guys have a couple of days to do some scouting. And in fact, I even told my dad. um, He's talking about when he was going to get here, and this Saturday other, he said something about you know, oh maybe I'll try and get there real early on the tenth, so we might get to do some hunting that day. And I was like, no. You need to be here on like the 8th or the 7th. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, we need to be in there and glassing on the 9th. And at a minimum, he's like, really? Yep. And I was like, yeah, ideally you'll kill on the 10th. And I can kill on the 11th or 12th. Uh, yep. was like, don't get me wrong. I love running around the woods and whatnot, but no, I want to be prepared. I want to know what we're going for. And not just bumbling around, not having any idea where we're at and where we want to access, you know, the spots we want to hunt and where we're going to park. And I was like, I don't want to be guessing and checking any of that shit. And I, I want to I wanna know for a fact. Um, so, which is also very, very new because uh, preparation for whitetail hunting is uh, pull camera cards. It's pretty easy. Yep. <laughs> so... um. Like just driving the roads. That's not something I would have thought about. I think Trail said that on one of the first go hunt episodes I ever listened to, which I can't remember which one it is, but anyways. And he was like, Oh, really the first scouting trip I take, I just like to go drive around, make sure that all the roads I think are gonna be open are open and you know you know, maybe this one got washed out and you need to big lifted pickup that I may not have and this, that, or the other. And I was like, dang, I didn't even think about that. That's pretty, pretty stinky good idea. So that's probably what this one here in a, a week or two is going to look like. It's just going and driving, driving through the middle of it, making sure that all the roads are there and actually drivable. Um, not to mention, I have noticed and Kudos to you guys for sure. Um, Go hunts is not quite as bad, but Onyx will definitely uh, give you some ghost roads that don't actually exist. So,
1: mm. and it sucks. It like it it can uh, can really take the wind out of your sails when you roll up somewhere and think it should be one way and it's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hundred. Hundred percent. First time it happened to me. Um with like I said, just those couple quick short OTC hunts. I was trying really hard to get as deep as I could for the experience that I had and the level of prepared I was and I found this freaking what I thought was gonna be a really nice two track for my little Tacoma. Um it didn't exist at all. It's not even that it was just too rough. It just it it did not exist. It was not there. Man. <laughs> And I'd found some really cool country back off of it. And I was like, well, I can either walk six miles into it, which I'm not prepared for, especially with, I think I was packing like 45, 50 pounds. I wasn't super heavy. I mean, I was for my, my first backpack hunts. I was pretty stinking stout. Um, just in case I did decide to stay the night or make sure that I could, um, but anyways yeah and i was like nope i am not physically prepared for that i'll get six miles in there and start cramping and be stuck and that would not be a good time for me or anybody who has to come get me (laughs) and it was a real bummer to that road that road just flat out not exists
1: (laughs) Um, When i was doing some some e-scouting stuff for my dad's bear hunt a couple years ago here in nevada and that that was another, like, good example of, I guess, failures or just, like, things not going to plan, like, had three or four different spots, like, oh, we can park here and hike in here and check this out and yada 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 and hike to that one spot and it's like, no overnight parking. So, we're not going to be able to leave the car here and hike into there and camp. Go to the other spot, same thing, no overnight parking, like, so... At, Three or four different spots I, I had picked out were all no goes. We ended up <clears throat> having to go into town and find some hotel and then I'm sitting there that night instead of sleeping for trying to figure out or oh, well where are we gonna go now then? Like oh, all
0: yeah. all these
1: spots aren't gonna be doable. That was a that was a snafu.
0: Yeah, I bet that was a real real kick in the nads. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, shoot, buddy, we just hit like an hour and a half and it's 10 o'clock at night. So, um, I won't, I won't keep you any longer than that. I, I usually, I usually try not to hop off until, until we're just done talking. Cause that's how I like to do it, but it's, it's getting late. So, um, man, I, I really appreciate you hopping on. I, I really do. Um, I need to find an excuse to get to Vegas again so I can stop in and say hi. Um, I know it's a a week away, but man, good luck! I'm excited for you. I'm really excited you. for you. And,
1: uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we just put it on the cards now. I'll I'll be back in town August seventh, which is a Monday. I don't know if that's exactly a week or two weeks. That's probably two weeks from today.
0: I think so. so. We
1: can uh maybe do it a follow up recap. Absolutely.
0: Then,
1: uh, if not, maybe uh, Tuesday at least, something like that. Definitely right after, as, as soon as possible afterwards so everything's nice and
0: fresh. Yeah, you bet. Right. I would love to. I'd love to. And like again, not even like tips and tactics and spots and things like that. Just like, you know, I packed a bunch of you know, this stuff and I Really ended up not using it, and didn't you know didn't actually need it, or you know I packed way too much of this, way too much of that, or I packed this item. you know what I mean just just stuff like sure. that that you know guys like us just not having the experience aren't aren't super dialed on that is the neat thing about my my podcast being a new hunter, I kinda get to put some of that stuff out there for people, and I know a lot of guys um with a bunch of experience are good about it, but I think it's kind of neat. We're in that position, so
1: I'm a hundred percent.
0: The Monday or Tuesday after you get back, we'll we'll do our tour.
1: Sounds good, Justin.
0: All right, man. Well, shoot, man. You have a good night, and uh, we'll we'll be chatting with you.
1: You too, bud. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you would like, subscribe, follow, whatever app uh, you're using, ask you to do, um, I'd really appreciate that. And I would really appreciate if you enjoyed the show, if you'd leave it a five-star review on whatever app you listen on. Um, helps promote the show a bunch and, and get it out there for everybody else. Uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, stay punchy.